conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion... the only movie podcast that decides to start off the holiday season really tired man we're tired we just want to nap always but instead we're talking about tim allen i'm dan o'keefe and joining me as always is tim allen how are you tim god you know i'm okay (laughs) uh i locked myself out of my apartment and my car this morning okay what huh I actually, ex- I my keys are all on the same keychain, and I accidentally left them on our counter, so Gage had to come, let me back into our apartment, and while waiting for him to come pick me up, I called my mom and cried a little bit, and then I told her every detail of the plot to the show Midnight Mass. <laughs> Was that relevant to what you were talking about? Were you just like, okay, mom, stop. No, I... (laughs) We were talking... It was like one of those things where we were talking about something normal and then it, like, reminded me of something. We were talking about how someone was so holy that they didn't want to watch that show because it's kind of sacrilegious. But I really liked it because I'm a good Catholic girl. Look at you. Anyway. (laughs) Um... Yeah, the reason we're tired, Anna's in a rehearsals for a show. Ooh. I'm a little pansy boy who needs 19 hours of sleep every night in order to operate as a human being. Honestly, fair, um, though. So, you know, we're, we're partying. But also, Merry Christmas, everyone! By Merry the time Christmas. this episode goes up, it will be December 2nd, meaning it's Christmas time, baby. Ooh, how are you feeling about that, Dan? I know this is your prime time. Let me tell you, I am hyped. I am excited. I am jingling my bells. My tinsel is all in a tangle. Go back. Uh, go back. You're. T- I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. What? 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 Which? Which one do you have an issue with? You're jingling your bells, Stan. You heard me. I. I stand by it. Whew. Okay. Well, I. Uh Oh boy. <laughs> um no i'm good it's weird uh this is my first christmas not in the midwest like first entire christmas season not in mm-hmm. the midwest mm-hmm. um so it doesn't feel christmasy like i biked today i was i was looking at the how much i've biked this year and i was like oh i'm only like 200 miles away from hitting 2,000 miles i could do that i think in december what I shouldn't be on a bicycle in December. Yeah, you could be on it's like odd. an indoor bike. Ugh, throw me in a, a river. Stationary, that that's what those are called. You don't want to do Peloton? Pel- Ugh, no, I hate mm-hmm. indoor biking so much. I bike, I like the feeling of movement, and I like okay. looking at things. Peloton takes away both of that. That's I get like... to look at a really sweaty, way too peppy instructor, and Stop I'm just coming biking for him in like my that. laundry room. That's like all the exact reasons why I don't like running on a treadmill. Uh-huh. I like yeah. I'm fine with running on a treadmill. 
But you can't see any trees. Much. Oh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Resistance and all that. I recently, today, rejoined Orange Theory. So <gasps> Is I'm this scary? I'm my best suburban mom self. I am about, I got Dan. Mm-hmm. So apparently you have to sign up for the free membership trial first. But okay. I got a membership to Anytime Fitness because my doctor hey. told me I needed more cardio. There you said, go. Bet. So I'm going to try to tone up these muscles. On I want a stationary bike? On the elliptical. Mm. I'm going to lift a weight or two. I just want to be toned, you know? She says as she eats yeah. baby goldfish. At least let him reach adulthood first, no. Anna. Come no. on. It says baby right on the bag. That's how you know they're fresh. <laughs> um, so this has been our episode of Fitness with Dan and Anna. Tune in next week when we try Nugenics. I know that word, but I don't know what it means. And if that makes me stupid, that's fine. I'm admitting it okay. right here. Nugenics is a testosterone supplement that they advertise mm. on every old person TV show that I watch. And Frank Thomas is in the ad. Oh. He's like, trust me, trust me, ladies. You'll love it too. Because Wink. it's boner pills. Yeah. yeah. I don't think uh, it's for me, Dan. Eugenics, mm-hmm. which it is dangerously close to, is like racial cleansing. It's what the Nazis were doing. Oh, Not no. Not that. I was talking about the Frank Thomas boner pill. Well, I'm glad we clarified that we were talking about boners and not genocide this episode of in conclusion is brought to you by clarification clarification don't get canceled uh the movie that we're talking about today uh if you couldn't tell by the title a true christmas christmas classic yeah yeah is that how it's pronounced for this one for this one and this one only the santa claus before we even start where does this movie take place I looked it up. Uh, I th- I assumed it took place in Michigan. Me too. I assume all of Tim Allen lives in Michigan. It's in a fictional Chicago suburb. Chicago. It was hmm. filmed in uh, all in Toronto. Okay. So that's why I'm like I'm from the Chicago suburbs. This doesn't feel like the Chicago suburbs. Dan, I forgot to tell you, you missed your first flake of snow of the season. Ah. Uh. It started snowing already. It hasn't stuck yet, though. Anyway, I'm sorry yeah. to bring you down. Back to no, the plot. No, it's fine. I'm already down. Um, I'm down bad. Yeah, there. a lot of Christmas movies take place in the Chicagoland area. That's because people think the Midwest is always snowy, and Chicago's like the biggest city in the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, Home Alone, I think Christmas with the Cranks takes place here with Tim mm-hmm. Allen. Um, I guess we have Detroit, but Chicago's bigger. Anyway. Yes. Fred Claus is in Chicago, but that's because Vince Vaughn is in it. Um, The Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. The Princess Switch. Christmas Vacation. A lot of Chicago representation. Again, it's because it's snowy out here. I know. Uh, and the people are like, oh, East Coast Christmas. It's either Vermont or it's Manhattan, baby, the rich people. Chicago's like mm-hmm. mid, mid people. <laughs> Chicago is New York light in a lot of ways. No. 
it's dirty and windy and loud and they have a lot of stores and food that I like. Everything's spread out and I hate walking. It <laughs> sounded really negative. I like Chicago. I really do. Um, you know what city I like to completely go uh, off topic? Seattle. Seattle's wonderful. Uh, were you sleepless? It's so Dan? beautiful. I was. I didn't sleep at all. Nary a wink. Nary a wink. Oh, thank God. Was I Rosie O'Donnell to involved? The whole time. Yes, Rosie O'Donnell was next to me, keeping me awake. But only '90s Rosie. Oh, that O'Donnell. sounds weird. No. '90s Rosie O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Okay, I was debating on how you pronounce it. I said O'Donnell <laughs> once, and then O'Donnell once because I couldn't remember. You trying to see if it would. You could just run past that. I was, I was, Dan. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Santa Claus released in 1994, directed by John Pasquin, written by Leo Benevenuti and Steve Aye. Rudnick. That was my uh, audition tape for House of Gucci 2, <gasps> starring Tim Allen, Wendy Crewson, David Crumholtz, Judge Reinhold, Eric Lloyd. And Peter Boyle. Uh, Which one is Judge Reinhold? Judge is he the Reinhold dad from is... Everybody Loves no. Raymond? Okay. Is he no, the stepdad? Is... Yeah, he's the stepdad. Peter Boyle's the dad from Everybody Loves Raymond. I knew it. I knew he was the stepdad, but then I was like, no, maybe he's not. But I couldn't remember. I thought yeah. I'd ask. You know how I am. Yeah, he's in the, he's in the Beverly Hills Cop movies, too. He's in a bunch of things because I recognized his face. But I don't. You could. I could not tell you what else he's in, though. Maybe it's just this. Uh, I mean, I think he, is he in all three of them, or yeah. is he just in this one? Yeah, because yeah, they so become friends be and like visit. They become friends and then they become lovers. God, I wish. Um, Tim Allen would not stand for that, unfortunately. <laughs> Produced by Hollywood Pictures and Walt Disney Pictures, along with Outlaw Productions, which I think is Tim Allen's production company. Oh, God. Um, released on my parents' anniversary, 1994. Oh. The whole Veterans year. Day, November 11th. Interesting. I feel like Christmas movies should only be allowed to come out on Christmas. Thank you. No, they, they gotta come out within the two months beforehand, so you have the lead-up. Nobody wants to watch a Christmas movie on, like, January 8th. No, me either. But I also don't want to watch one on November 11th. That's because you have no heart, no soul, no jingle, no balls. Um, You're right. I meant bells. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> I loved that, Dan. That was everything. Good job, Brandy. With a budget of $22 million, it made $189.8 million at the box office. That's Tim. Uh, Tim was the king of the 90s. Be honest. Tim was the king of 1994. At this time, he had the number one show on television, the number one movie in the country. Toy Story. And no, the Santa Claus. Yeah, when did Toy Story come out? Same year, 95. 95. Five, I think. 95 Oops, or my bad. Um, I thought it was the same year. And the number one book, because his autobiography came out at that time. Was it called? Memoir. Huh? I wish. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was called Doing Crack and Cocaine. Um, it's called Doing the Pure see. Michigan Commercials to Get Out of a Jail Sentence. We could all only wish to do that. 
Uh, his book was Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man. Okay. Um, Tim, you're making it so hard for me to defend you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, people already are coming for me left and right because they know that I like Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. It's a daily battle, honestly. <laughs> people you know, you out here. You can't spell Tim Allen without kink shame. That's not. It's not that I'm attracted to him. I just. He's, <laughs> he, he, like, just seemed. He reminds me of a dad. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my own dad. The characters that he plays, I should clarify. You I don't say know Tim that Allen. You're as not person. attracted to him. I'm not. And then you say He's that. Da- then he reminds oh, you of a dad? <laughs> yeah, like my dad. Again, I'm, not I'm, I'm not attracted I'm not to it. my father. This is really gross. I hate it. Too. <laughs> I hate it too. Anyway, um, I'm right. I already said it made a bunch of money. Um, it was re-released in November 2020. For what? some reason. Where was I? In the theater? In the oh, I theater. know where I, think I was you were actually. Not in the theater. I was literally in my house crying because I was unemployed. <laughs> Yeah, um, it grossed seven hundred and eleven thousand more dollars. Don't know why. Um, Who was going Tomatoes, to the theater back then? Uh, it was the over Tim Allen a audience. Year. Well, yeah, that's probably true. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a seventy-two percent, with an average rating of five point nine out of ten. Oh, that's uh, low. Critical Those are people consensus. who don't like fun. The Santa Claus is utterly undemanding, but it's firmly rooted in the sort of good old-fashioned holiday spirit missing from too many modern Yuletide films. It's literally just for fun, but okay, go off, haters. Uh, I don't think that Big Raj, Roger Ebert, did a review of this. I'm looking for it and I can't Shocking. find it. I mean, it's a holiday film made for children. Why would he, you know? Gene Siskel did it. His partner. Like his romantic partner? No, his... Oh. His partner on At The Movies. Mm, Then I'm not interested. Wait. (laughs) Is that the guy? Am I picturing Groucho Marx or am I picturing this man? What does he look like? He doesn't have a giant mustache and glasses and mm. doesn't chomp on a cigar. Then I'm definitely picturing Groucho Marx. <laughs> oh, now I'm just imagining Groucho Marx giving a movie review. Well, I swear to you, maybe it was a local guy. There was a guy, and I maybe I'm making him up. I'm picturing a man with, like, a black mullet and glasses and, like, a mustache okay. doing movie reviews. And I think it might have been local, actually. Again, was his maybe name was, a vampire? His name was probably Groucho. Weird. Um, anyway, I just finished watching this like 20 minutes ago, by the way. I knew I really, your ass would be on that bullshit. I knew it. Of course, of course. I have nothing if not living life by the skin of my teeth. Triggered. Uh, my brief review before we get into it. Mm-hmm. Wait, this jacked is worse. This wasn't your first time, is it? No, no. I oh, thank God. 
Uh, I'm going to give you times. my brief overview. I just had a good time. I wasn't there to be seriously entertained. I was just there to vibe, you know? I was too. It, it, it lost. I was in. I was all in at the beginning. Dialed in at the beginning? Dialed in. Absolutely. Deadbeat dad workaholic Tim Allen. Give me a 90 minutes of that. I don't want him to change. I don't want him to learn anything. I want his world to change around him and him to be the same exact person, but him still just be the asshole. But he um, did change and learn, and that's why we loved him. <sighs> yeah, and that's why it lost me. I wish I wasn't, I wasn't as interested. Tim Allen is really good at writing characters or uh-huh. playing characters who grow and change and are really like open to learn, even if it takes a little bit of time. Okay. And I don't know if it's just because he's older now and older people tend to be slower to change their mind about things. He, I feel like, like I think about him on Home Improvement and I think about him in this movie even. I feel like he wouldn't do a lot of the things that he does. And I know these are characters, but it makes me sad, Dan. Again, I can't keep defending him for what I want him to be. I think you should. Oh no! I think you I'm literally exhausted. He's like the worst problematic fave. I think you need to treat this like a PhD defense, and consistently be preparing this. Tim Allen has some positive aspects in this essay. I will. <laughs> uh, so let's let's rock and roll, baby. To Hell really yeah! Ninety four. Um, <laughs> I wasn't born yet. Neither were you. I know. We opened this children's movie at, of course, the place that would pique a child's interest. An office Christmas party. A where really sexual racy, harassment yeah. runs abound. Yeah, for real. There is a lot of sauciness. Like, secretaries are sitting on their boss's lap. Mm-hmm. I accidentally touched my boss's arm the other day and was concerned that that was an HR violation. So that's where I'm at. It was not. He did I... not even care. I once answered a Zoom call from my boss and my camera was on and I felt like I needed to apologize. Yeah. 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 Um, So at this party, we meet Scott Calvin. He works for a toy manufacturer. Um, The kind of lie that a child says when he's like, my dad works at Nintendo, but he actually does work at a toy manufacturer. Um, doesn't he make, like, specifically dolls or something? Yeah, they make dolls. Um, later in the movie, they're going to make G.I. Joe Santa Claus, which only seven years later, they would be all over. Yeah, more like nine years later. It's the lead-up to the Iraq War that would really get get the kids in love. Mm. Yeah. Um, get out those I'm... tanks. Military. Run over the elves. No. Who needs a sleigh when you have a MIG? Um, and so Scott, he he wins an award. He's a really good salesman. He does Midwest sales because he's mid. Uh, and you know everything is hunky dory with him, except you know he has a kid and he's divorced and it's Christmas Eve. Who throws their Christmas party on Christmas Eve? Also. Well, your office Christmas party, I guess if your office isn't closed for Christmas Eve, I mean, like I had to work on Christmas Eve for most of my life. However, it was Was usually a half day. No, at the radio station, I did, too. Hmm. Well, I guess that's kind of different than an office. I'm thinking of 
nine to five office jobs. Mm, true. And yours is slightly different because yours is a, it's related to a, an always on entertainment. True. Medium. But now I'm so video. You don't work normal hours. Yeah. Now when I video edit, we're having our Christmas party on a Wednesday. This is Christmas is mm. on a Saturday this year. It's great because you get Friday off. It's wonderful. Yeah, Friday it's weekend. super dope. I get, I'm taking off Thursday and Friday for like the last four weeks of mm-hmm. the year. Oh, I'm so hyped. I'm excited. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I We just finalized our employee handbook because we're a relatively small business. We're making the change into being like a full, like have employees, have full-time employees, have benefits, blah, blah, blah sort of uh, business and I don't know when my days off go into action. I'm guessing immediately because I signed my handbook already. Okay. But I'm like nervous even though I literally have no reason to be nervous because I'm very close with my boss. Like he's my friend also I would say. Yeah, you touched his leg. No, his arm. And it was because he told me a dog was coming into the office and I proceeded to lay on the ground. So... um so scott calvin not the best dad absentee he's in love with his job not his family yeah um and if you if you're like that more power to you just don't have a kid his house is gorge though absolutely his house is gorge um his ex-wife is gorge her partner is gorge everything he's about fine his he's he's the peak of 90s though yeah all 90s movies have psychiatrists as villains because everybody knows mental health is the real villain yeah. <laughs> in conclusion the scientology podcast no anti-psychiatry my ocd um, is not real yeah so also his ex-wife laura and her partner the fuck man um, they are trying to convince their son, Charlie, that Santa isn't real. Because Charlie's like seven and believing in Santa that long is Do you want to know something extra embarrassing since we're here, Dan? Yeah. I believed in Santa because I'm an only child, lest we forget. So nobody was around to ruin it for me. I believed in Santa until I was in eighth grade. And I found okay. out in the locker room at gym one day, all the girls in, the, and obviously I like knew, but there were like magical things that happened that I was like, oh, Santa. And all the mm-hmm. girls in the locker room were like, Santa's not real. Why would you still believe in him? Blah, blah, blah. This one girl, my friend, I'm not going to say her name, but okay. she defended me. She was like, well, I think she saw that I was, like, sad AF. So she was like, you don't believe, you don't receive. Guys, let's stop talking about it. And I think about that to this day. To this day. Normally, I rail on society for hating things strictly because teenage girls like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this instance, I agree. I hate the teenage girls. I do, too. They're mean. Let people believe. Listen. Who's it hurting? No one. Literally no one. Anyway. So Scott tries to make a, a, a Christmas dinner uh, for his son with a turkey. Turkey lights on fire. Nothing goes well. Uh, they end up going to Denny's. I screamed. In what, <laughs> in what beforehand reads like an advertisement for Denny's. It does. They're like, this is the classic American restaurant. Why don't you want to go to Denny's? I 
I haven't been to Denny's in so long. My dad hates Denny's because one time he saw a line cook brushing his hair over the food and he's like scarred. Okay. But this scene was killing me because it's just all the single dads and their kids on Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's all the single dads and their kids after walking through the front room, which is just Japanese businessmen. Oh my God. And they're so rowdy. They're having a great time. They are. I don't know where, uh, they, like, did they have alcohol? Do they serve alcohol at Denny's? You drink enough syrup. You're, you're bound to get wild. <laughs> the syrup's fermenting. Yeah. Um, they're out of everything at Denny's, so it's a, Charlie's having a sad Christmas. And they go home, read the night before Christmas. Charlie's like, Santa real magical, blah, blah, blah. Scott's like, yeah, sure, I believe in Santa. Why not? Save the cat. Set up that Scott's still a good guy at heart, even though he's a dick. Screenwriting 101. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know why I felt like adding that, but I did. <laughs> and then they hear some walking on the roof. And instead of thinking, oh my gosh, an intruder. Maybe they do. They don't explicitly say it. Well, I would think I was being burgled if I heard footsteps. Mm -hmm. Or I think it's a ghost. Then Scott commits accidental manslaughter. <laughs> this part's iconic, though. I know. Like, um, for, uh, for manslaughter, it's iconic. Where does the body go, Dan? I don't remember. Does it just disappear? I think it's like a force ghost kind of thing. It does disappear. Okay. That's what I thought. Because I was like, um... So, did he melt? Like... <laughs> They, he has a line in the movie. He's like, he's running around naked when the body disappears. I mean, probably. Left. Um, yeah, Scott yells to on the Walmart. roof to where Santa is. Santa falls off the roof, blah, blah, blah. Um, he looks through the coat to see if there's anything there. He says, put on the Santa suit if anything happens. Scott does. Uh-oh, now he's Santa. <laughs> yeah i mean that's it that's all there is to it that's i it. mean pretty straightforward i can hear it in the pitch room like boom he's santa like i don't know i'm doing my best dan <laughs> they're pitching a completely regular non-christmas movie and then this pops up boom santa claus pretty much they're like let's just throw some snow over the scenes and boom it's a christmas movie i do have to say the writers of this film also wrote space jam so we know that they're operating at a top Iconic. They also wrote Kicking and Screaming, the Will Ferrell movie that's really good. Uh, and other than that, well, they created the Damon Wayans sitcom that ran for 13 episodes. Hmm. They wrote on the 1991 Carol Burnett show. <gasps> okay. They got some hits, is they what I'm did. hearing. Well, not the 70s Carol Burnett. Not the great No, I know. One. But still, Carol's yeah. good. Anything with her, Carol's right? Great. Uh, and then, I don't know anything else that they, they wrote on the Jeff Garland program. I am not familiar. Not familiar with him. He's the dad from the Goldbergs. Oh, I love the Goldbergs. I am familiar. I met with him, him once, actually. You did? I was... I was visiting LA and mm -hmm. I was on the Sony studio tour with mm -hmm. my friend Alex who I've we done. will have on in a couple weeks. Hi Alex. Um, where they were filming the Goldbergs and him and the main kid <gasps> were being driven on a golf cart to the studio. So I to our group for like 
a minute. I'm honestly jealous. I'm full obsessed with that kid. I well, he's like a teenager now, but he he's used like to be. He's like our age, actually. He's not what? a teenager. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. No. He is 22. Sean is 22. What's his name? Sean? Sean Giambroni? Giambroni? He's so cute, though. No! Everything's a nightmare! I always picture him as this tiny, cute little kid, and you mean to tell me he's only a little <laughs> bit younger than me? I hate my life. This is the only time I've been disappointed to find out that someone's of age, so. <laughs> I'm cutting that. Clipping no, that one. No, Sending no. that to any current or future employers. No. Anna Otto can never run for office because of this podcast. No, what I mean is usually I'm like, oh, how old is this person? And then they're like my age. And I'm like, oh, cool. So like, you know, if they're cute, mm -hmm. then it's not weird. Because, you know, like, what if they're like. This this is bad. You know what I mean. It's like the moms no, who had. No, dig this. I you have a shovel. Keep cut digging. It. Dan, you better cut this. It's like the moms who had crushes on Harry Styles when he was like seventeen. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You know what I mean. I do. Now I get it. When yeah. you put the, it in the mom context, yeah, it's they're always like, oh weird God, when I there's love the Harry. No. Or even just on a closer level, like, ooh, where's your cute friend? Oh God, yeah. No, I'm talking about right? like. When I Google an actor, because I'm, like, getting a nervous feeling, I'm like, he's cute, but, like, <laughs> is it safe? Because they're, like, playing a teenager or something, and I have to look it up, and I'm like, well, thank God, he's 25. Like, you know what I mean? I'm so caught in the past that I'm like, oh, cute actress. How old is she? She's 74 now. I was watching Adam 12, and I'm like, oh, who's that actress? She's been dead for 30 years. Dan... Anyway, I, I watched a movie. I watched a new movie this weekend. I watch new movies. What movie? I saw House of Gucci. I loved it. I, haven't I seen think it I'm yet. the only one. Adam Driver is cute in a weird way. Thank you. Adam Driver's cute in a cute way. I want to give him a little I kiss. I don't get it. I don't get why he's cute, but he is cute. Um, but anyway, Adam Goldberg, the kid, he's so freaking cute. I just want to pinch his cheeks, and now I know he's an adult, and I'm sad. Speaking of adults, Tim Allen goes through the motions of being Santa Claus oh, God. on the night. Um, he gets caught by a young girl sleeping on the couch, and he's a dick to her. Uh, because, you know, Scott Calvin, bad with kids. Yeah. And then he, he like, ends up getting the spirit. I know. He's like, I'm lactose intolerant. But that's definitely Tim Allen's brand of humor, is being mean to yes. children. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then he eventually gets in the spirit, delivers presents for the rest of the night, has a grand old time, and then he flies up to the North Pole. He thinks he's dreaming. He swears that none of this is real, which, yeah, makes sense. I would think Why the would same you? thing. I would too, but I never have that much consciousness or agency in my dreams. I would be full disassociating just because there have been multiple times in my life where I've experienced the... This isn't real. I am definitely dreaming situation. Mm. Not for like the only time that has happened to me recently. I'm not going to say the only time as I think back, but I was walking back from the grocery store mm -hmm. and I get to the corner and there was another guy who was walking perpendicular to me. And as I pass him, he just stops moving. Oh, no. Like mid stride, 
just stops moving. Was he thinking? What? No, he wasn't. He was like in the action of a step. That's a glitch. That's a glitch in the Matrix. So I I have to cross both crosswalks at this intersection. Mm -hmm. I do that. I look back. He's still in that position. Absolutely not. That's terrifying. It's been a minute at this point. I am uncomfortable and I'd like to move on because I don't like thinking that we might be a simulation. Thank you, Dan. And then I walk home. And you know I have that back patio that nobody can get into. Yes, the catio. I walk home um, and I go and I'm in the living room and I turn and I look out in the patio. And do you know who's standing there still not moving? Him. That man. (gasps) He followed you home. But how? He wasn't moving. I don't know. The Matrix. Um, North Pole. (laughs) What is it? David Krumholtz is there. Wait, That's who's, all I know. which one is he? He's the head elf. Oh, Bernard. Mm-hmm. He's a little cutie, too. He was an adult when they filmed this. Yeah, yeah, I can tell that he was. He was like our age when they filmed it, wasn't he? He was 18. Okay, that, in my mind, that's not an adult. That's still a kid. Sorry, he was actually 16. I was wrong. Really? Um, he was so yeah, cute. Yeah, I recognize him from Numbers. That's, That's what Gage show. said, too. I would yeah. not have recognized him from that. I recognize him from this. That's it's one of the two, usually. Well, because uh, I feel like a lot of girls from our generation, when we were growing up, thought Bernard was cute. I had my sexual awakening watching the Santa Claus. My sexual awakening was Bernard the Elf. I think I did say that to Gage. That I was like, I thought Bernard was cute when I was younger. Full stop. And I mean, like, he is a cute kid. He is, yeah. His hair like scares me, but he's cute. Sassy and in charge teenage boys. Those were like the thing when I was little, you know? Like that was so cute and cool. Just like JTT on Home Improvement. Nothing is more attractive to a child and scary to an adult than a confident teenager. <gasps> True. I'm terrified of confident teenagers. <laughs> Whenever we do shows at the box, I think I told you this, but I baked cookies once because I thought none of them liked me because they wouldn't talk to me because they were all really confident. I know, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm an adult and I hate it here. That's just kidding. I love uh, the box. So anyway, Scott is told that he's now Santa Claus because of the Santa Claus to get legalese. Oh, uh, one more thing. Because of this movie, I thought Santa Claus, the name, had an E at it at the end of it Me for too. many years. Yeah. Until I I was like, why is Google saying that it's wrong when yeah. I type in Santa Claus? It's Doesn't right. it look wrong without the, without the E at the end? It looks unfinished. It does. It looks wrong. Anyway. Um, so he's now Santa Claus, and he has 11 months to get his affairs in order, uh, and then he will be shipped the list. They don't explain that he'll be shipped the list via FedEx. Yeah. Um, I like that and we that, go through an entire year in this movie in like a span of two minutes. Yeah, it's great. More movies should do that. All mm-hmm. movies should be montages and all montages should be set to Christmas music. Oh, God. Hot take. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so then they more stuff happens in the north pole honestly i'm checked out bernard shows him around we see that his bedroom at the north pole is really big with a big comfy bed and there's another elf there's a joke that made me uncomfortable where santa says something to this little girl elf who's played by a child and she goes i'm seeing someone and i was horrified (laughs) even though i know like he wasn't trying to come on to her and 
it was supposed to be funny. I it, it made my skin crawl, Dan. Mm-hmm. But he's your he's your role model, Dad. No, 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 no. Not in, in that he's moment. He's your hero. He's not, Dan. I am <laughs> sick of this. In the nineties, I mean, like I feel like unfortunately that was an appropriate joke, but today I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Speaking of jokes that were appropriate in the 90s, um, at one point, Scott is having a conversation with his ex-wife, and he's, she's, he says to call him, and she's like, what number? And he says, 1-800-SPANK-ME. <gasps> I missed that. This is cut out in the Disney Plus version. Okay, that's why I didn't it, see it, because I'm on Disney Plus. It's been cut out for years because parents complained that was a real number. It's a sex line. It was a oh. sex line. Disney bought it. And then it would redirect to nothing. It would just say it was a dead line. Tim, Uh, please. Yeah, right? I mean. There you go. He's got sassy senses. He's got sassy humor, okay? He does. He's edgy. He's an edgy comedian that you can bring home to parents. Truly, no, I would not. I, oh, God, I'm lost. I can't keep defending him. Anyway. If you bring Tim Allen home to your parents, be warned that you are liable for a divorce when your mom runs away with him. I'm speaking to the royal you, the audience. I was going to say, what? (laughs) My dad might run away. There's nothing ladies love more than a mid-60s Tim Allen. He's got glasses now. Nothing says sexy Mm. like glasses. Uh, So then it is bring your parent to work day. (gasps) And... Charlie, Scott's son, introduces Scott, not as a toy salesman, not as a toy distributor, nay, as Santa Claus. Charlie is is all in on this bit. I love that in the background there's a full ballerina and a full astronaut and Santa Claus. (laughs) I'm like, wow, they're really shooting for the stars here in Chicago. Yeah, is it, what is this? What country day school is this where there's an astronaut as one of the parents? I was like, is this for the rich children? It's suburban Chicago. It's Park Ridge. That, it's that's Wilmette. lost on it's me. It's Wilmette. Wait, is that where Pete Wentz is from? Uh, did he go to New Trier? I don't remember. I'm just. I think so. It. Probably. Of course. Um, the kid from the Goldbergs. <laughs> he son. grew up in Park Ridge. Yep. <laughs> Pete Wentz is from Wilmette. <laughs> there we go. That's weird that you know that. I don't remember why I know that. Anyway. I can't tell you where Tegan or Sarah is from. Well, can you try? Canada. Okay. I don't know there if that's correct. No, I, that's correct. I know that as that oh, much. Okay. I don't you don't know, know the exact town, city though. that they're from? No, but I do know where Sum 41 is from. Hmm. Ajax, Ontario, Canada. Oh, that's because it's a cool city name. Yeah. Uh, so... Scott basically begs, bribes, borrows, and steals his way out of Charlie's heart by making him promise to stop with the Santa Claus stuff. Because maybe in the future it'll lead to Scott having his visitation rights taken away or something. Oh, that's Real such satanic a dark... panic level well, issues in this movie. The stepfather is like Santa's not real because he's got unresolved childhood trauma. Yes. Which he should go see a therapist himself then. He's just looking in a mirror. No, no, sir. You got to go see a different one. Uh, So Scott, he he keeps trying to get Charlie to be like, no, I'm not Santa. 
But Charlie, you know, he, he's got it in his heart. He knows his dad is Santa. He's mm-hmm. not going to believe anything. He's not going to take any words to the contrary. Um, Neil, the stepdad, Judge Reinhold, the fuck man. Um, <laughs> I called him that earlier and you didn't react. And oh, I was like, I didn't I'm hear surprised. you then. <laughs> I just didn't hear you. Anyway. Um, he's trying to be like, Santa Claus. Aren't you a little young, old, to believe in Santa Claus, you stupid idiot boy? Um, Judge Reinhold character would have worked really well with... um, Oh, I can't think of his name right now. He was on news radio. Oh, I don't know who it is, but my heart is saying Billy Zane. (laughs) Billy Zane? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. No, I was thinking Phil Hartman. Oh, I know that name. Uh, do you remember Jingle All the Way? Yes. He's the neighbor in Jingle All the Way. Oh, I know who that is. Yes. Okay. Yes. Speaking of Jingle All the Way, what was it in the 90s with kids movies starring middle-aged men? It's for the fun for the whole family. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, so, Scott wakes up one morning, and he's heavy. He's gained weight. He's, he's got a paunch to him now. He's looking a little he goes thick. to a work meeting. At this work meeting, he orders a salad that he doesn't eat and then just gorges on the desserts. And I'm like, is this me? Have I, I finally been reflected in film? I was with him when he said Caesar salad. And then he said without the dressing and he lost me entirely because I like drink Caesar dressing. I love a good Caesar dressing. But were you with him again when it was the wide shot and it had his full salad on the plate untouched and he was just gorging himself on the food? Yes. Yes, I was. I saw myself yeah. today, <laughs> yesterday. Um, so he starts uh, growing a beard now. His hair is turning uh, white. Yeah. Also at that meeting, he's very against a G.I. Joe Santo doll crossover thing that one of his coworkers is pitching. As he should, he's against it for a different reason, but he should be against it. Yeah, it was kind of weird. The military industrial complex has gone too far. It was not a vibe. must be torn down. Not a vibe. Based Tim Allen. That's a new sentence. Um, I'm too far into Twitter. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I'm sorry, Dan. Yeah. No, you're good. Uh, And what if... Charlie's soccer games, kids start lining up and sitting on Tim Allen's lap, talking to him as Santa. That's really, that was a cute shot. I thought it was, was a really cute funny. shot. I think that scene's adorable. Because it's like, yeah. I mean, at that point, I'd be like, sure, sure, I'll pretend I'm Santa for two seconds. Yeah. But it's um, cute. Also, some thematic um, wardrobing, mm-hmm. costuming. Oh, all his clothes when, are red. Yeah, when he's fighting against being Santa, mm-hmm. he wears black Converse. <gasps> when he accepts it, he wears red Converse. Yeah. In this essay, I will. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, yeah, so the list arrives via Federal Express. Oh, God. 12, first off, old FedEx logo, love it. Bring it back. <laughs> Second off, small trucks. Third, lots of trucks. It literally was more boxes than my whole apartment would be filled wall to wall, TBH. Yeah. 
Uh, well, he's got that giant ass house. I think he'll be fine. Oh, what if what if I was Santa? Like, I'd be screwed, Dan. Where am I going to put those lists? Do they just magically disappear? All I can tell you is don't commit accidental manslaughter and you'll be fine. Well, I'll do my best. That's what they should teach people to not don't kill people because you might become Santa Claus and you do not understand the responsibility mm-hmm. that that entails. Do you want to be responsible for the joy and happiness of billions of children? Because I most certainly do not. And if you mess up the sadness of billions of children, no. No mammary. No mammary. No mammary? No sir. Well, well mammary. No siri, but I, yeah. No mammary. That's a that's a boob joke too, but okay. Double mastectomy. Oh um, no. Double homicide. <laughs> <laughs> uh so there's a note on the list from Bernard that tells Scott to check it twice. Cute. Oh, love Bernard. And, Such a cutie. Yeah. Such a curmudgeon. You know I love a lovable curmudgeon. I know you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, Neil and Scott's wife, uh, Laura. I they, did not whatever. know her she name. Exists, <laughs> she exists not as a character in this movie, but a prop. Yeah, kind of. It's the kid and, and Tim Allen. But anyway. Yeah. Um, they have another hearing. To oh, this part's sad. His, the custody of his son. From Tim Allen. Sad. At this point, Tim Allen has not done anything wrong. He's not the one going around telling people he's Santa Claus. That's all his son's doing. Yeah, but I guess it makes sense. Like, he probably looks like he's encouraging it behind closed doors and, like... Uh-huh. I, I guess I get it, but I just can't even... That, as an adult, hashtag sad. <laughs> At Christmas time, the thought of losing your kid, even if, like... He seems like he's just trying his best to be a good dad. He's not... He clearly was not meant to be a dad. He doesn't have the gift, the natural talent. But he's trying. Uh-huh. And then he's going to lose connection with his kid just because his his ex and her her husband, who I definitely think has a huge influence over her and her opinions and thoughts because if he's a psychologist, yes. are just... Deci- oh, it made me so sad. I almost called you Gage. Dan, it almost made me so sad. Let me try again. Dan, it made me so sad. Dan, it almost made me so sad. Dan, it was sad. I pushed those feelings down. Um, yep. Turn it off. I think you you watched the show Welcome to Plathville. Oh my god, yeah, I do. I love that show. The fuck man reminds me of the dad. <gasps> Don't. Except it's the other way around because Kim, the mom in that show... Welcome to Plathville. She's the outspoken one. Mm-hmm. I think behind closed doors, Tim is a monster. You do? Okay, we're going to discuss this off air because I disagree with you. I think okay. Tim's running the show. I, don't, I do I'm think he's a monster in his own not. I think that he, I think that he is he, he is quiet on screen, but I think he is, if not encouraging, agreeing with everything she's doing. Oh, yeah, I know he... Or pushing her towards that way. He's done some shit because, again, we'll talk about this off air. I have thoughts. This was our Plathville Corner brought to you by Trash. I love Welcome to Plathville. I love it. I have never watched it by choice. Oh, my God. Um, Neither has Gage. (laughs) 
So <laughs> Neil, the Neil and Laura talk about the first when they realized that Santa wasn't real, and it was when they asked for one thing and they didn't get it. The fucking weenie whistle! My God! Yeah. Neil wanted an Oscar Mayer wiener whistle. Those what? aren't hard to come by. What three-year-old understands what that is? I had one growing up. You're three, you barely have object permanence. You think you understand what a weenie is, let alone a weenie whistle? I could not tell you what I asked for for Christmas, besides the fact that maybe there's a picture of it in a scrapbook somewhere. Other than that, no clue. I do have a very specific memory, though, of asking for a stuffed Mickey dressed as a doctor. Because I wanted to be uh-huh. a doctor for a little while when I was little before I realized, you know, I'm afraid of needles and blood. And yeah. um, my parents got me one. I don't know where oh, wow. the heck. I'm sorry. Santa got me one. No clue where it came from. Genuinely. But I guess. Uh, what, what does Santa's handwriting look like? Uh, I think it was either my dad writing with his left hand or my mom writing with her left hand. Santa used a label maker. <laughs> Not a label maker. <laughs> we had Cat in the Hat wrapping paper from Santa. What was yours? It changed. Oh, okay. That's fair. I think I would have to ask my mom. She might have, because I would, would, I say would like it's past tense. I still, I write out a Christmas list. Yeah. I, so yeah. I think, I don't, if she, I, she's, she saves stuff like that. Of I course. think I might be able to go back to when I'm like four and see what I asked for for Christmas. Yeah. Well, my parents used to take me to see Santa, so I'd just tell him. Mm. But I definitely have some written out Christmas lists, too, or like circled in magazines. Yeah. Like the Toys R Us toy catalog. I always knew that the mall Santa wasn't the real Santa. Really? Did you just assume he yeah. was like an elf in disguise? I think my mom told me. He, that I thought he was one of Santa's help, one of Santa's friends. Yeah, I think my mom told me a similar thing. Like I was like, the mall Santa's not a real Santa. And somebody told me he was either an elf in disguise or one of Santa's friends. Yeah. Smart children. Mm, look at us. That's why we host a podcast. Cracking the codes. That. With a couple of rounding errors, is just as popular as the Joe Rogan experience. But with different groups. <laughs> the uh, Venn diagram of people who listen to this podcast and that podcast is two circles. They are not touching. They are two circles separated by a long distance. Correct. They are not even on the same piece of paper. Uh, so... Scott, yeah, he loses all his visitation rights. That's a hard sad, jump sad. back to the movie. Sad. Uh, yeah, he goes and visits Neil and Laura anyway. And he's like, Neil, I'll just punch you. With, what, you want to fight? Okay. I'll Santa, fight please. Uh, Santa, baby. And no. he goes and he, he tries to um, have a quiet moment um, alone with Charlie. That's uh, my son. That's I, my boy. I was literally waiting for you to say Charlie's name. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, and Charlie is like, you you gotta, he's like, you gotta get the kids their presents. It's important that all the kids get their mm-hmm. present. I don't want to be sad. Charlie's crying. I'm crying. We're all crying. Oh, the snow I'm globe crying. pops up that he got earlier in the movie. Um, that Bernard told him does what? 
gives an angel his wings. I no. Don't know. Oh my God. Bernard said, well, actually I think he doesn't say it till the end. Never mind. Bernard hasn't. Yeah. Told us he, yet. At the end, if he ever wants to see his dad, he has to shake it and it'll pop up. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I lied. Bernard has not really, told us yet. It's a really fun way to walk in on, uh, on Santa Claus doing the candy cane with Mrs. Claus. That happens in one of the movies. She gets I think pregnant. That might be a, I think it might be a, you might have seen a, a, an uncut no. version of the film. Okay, they weren't actually doing it, but they, they're they having a baby, so they must have done it. Anyway. Um, he gave him, he gave her more than just kisses. Mm-hmm. He gave her the whole next week stick. Hey, next week, considering that the plot of the movie is him finding a wife. Um, I'm just going to come prepared with a bunch of Christmas sexual innuendos. No. I, every time I say one, I'm going to stray further from God's light. Good. Can't wait. Uh, yeah. So Bernard appears. Uh, and then when Laura comes back, everyone's disappeared. And Charlie's missing. It's kidnapping. And Santa's going to jail. Classic. There's a manhunt. Manhunt for Santa as he starts delivering presents. They arrest all the Santas around the city. Um this is a metaphor for racial profiling. The, <laughs> the elves show black off Santa. <laughs> yeah. In the lineup. Um, the elves show off some new James Bond technology they have to help Santa. Oh, I love them. The kid I, actors are oh, cute. Yes. No, go. You finish your point because I'm going to get annoyed. Oh, I was just going to say the point. kid actors are really good in this movie. They are. Yeah. They do a great job. Yeah. Like all of them are really talented. Um, now to to be an old man, I don't like all the new technology stuff thrown in with Santa. Santa doesn't need new technology. He's magic. Yeah, you don't but... need to explain it. He's already magic. <sighs> okay, Dan. Just because he's magic doesn't maybe he doesn't maybe he still wants to like play around with the new technology. You know, he wants to stay hip and fresh. I don't need a hip and fresh Santa. He's thousands of years old. Yeah, but how do you think he stays alive? The only hip he should be worrying about is his replacement. Nah, he's Thank in you. he's in good health. Yeah. Tim Allen went to the diet. doctor and the doctor said you're healthy as a horse. You just have a little chub. That's the only doctor who has ever said that to a man who gained 40 pounds in a week. I know. Um. So they, yeah, they show off all the technology. Um, Scott starts doing his rounds. He goes back to the little girl who gave him soy milk this time. Disgusting. I hate soy milk. I tried it once. Hated it. It's the 90s, man. They were just getting started on the fake milk trend. Oh, I hate it here. Uh, and I do like a good oat milk. Yeah, they, police, he gets to Neil and Laura's house. The police arrest him. They find him. They arrest him. Charlie's left on the roof. Classic. Child endangerment one. Scott zero. <laughs> Classic um. child endangerment. <laughs> so the elves, they are all up in a tizzy because they've lost contact with Santa. They send out the elf liberation fight squad. Hell yes. Commandos. Um, to pick up Charlie and then they confront the desk sergeant. Um, they wrap him up in bows, don't they? And then they shove a donut do. in his mouth. <laughs> He's like, bad day to eat Chinese or something. Something. Um, the direct quote is, we're your worst nightmare. Elves with attitude. 
I could feel Bart Simpson coursing through their veins. Uh, what in the eat my shorts is going on here? Don't have a cow, man. Oh, um, the cow. Yeah, so they rip open Scott's cell. They perform a jailbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, they all go back to Laura and Neil's house. They have a tearful goodbye. Uh, it's explained to Charlie that all he has to do is shake that ass for me if he ever wants to see his dad. Uh, Excuse me. He is a child. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that ass in a circo. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Me every time the I direct, disgage. The direct quote that Bernard says is, Charlie, all you have to do is grab that snow globe and shake it, sh- shake it, shake it, sh- shake it, shake it, it like sh- a shake Polaroid. it, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Woo! Hey-ya. Hey-ya. Uh, so, Hey-ya. yeah, Santa Scott starts going through um, his presents again. He drops off a weenie whistle for Neil Classic. and a game of mystery date. That's like a five-cent present, the weenie whistle. Yeah. It's mystery for a weenie, date's like cool. Neil. Yeah, true. It, there is a theory that the only reason mystery date as a game is still around is because of this movie. It brought it back into really? the public conscious. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I just, you know, hers is at least useful. They could play the game. Like, she and Neil can play it together. What are they going to do? Take turns using the weenie whistle? Have you ever seen that Instagram video that Giannis Antetokounmpo posted showing how his wife gave him a bell that says ring for blowjob? <laughs> no, I have not seen that. Anyway, I think I know what Neil's going to use the weenie whistle for. Come wet my weenie. <laughs> hey! I'm sorry, Mom. Come boil my hot dog. Ew. Come. Frank my furter. Come Oscar my Meyer. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So, ten minutes later, Charlie calls Scott back with the snow globe. Take a ride around the neighborhood. Laura's like, no oceans. They're in Chicago. How are they going to get to the ocean that quickly? Girl, relax. Gage was like, fly off into the moonlight. The end. Gage was like, Charlie's so needy calling his dad back right away. I was like, honestly, it's a mood though. So, because I was definitely that needy as a child. Maybe that's an only child thing. Uh, I was the, I was too. I was the youngest. Um, but anyway, that's the Santa Claus. We made it. We did. Woo. As I explained the plot. I like it less explaining the plot than just sitting through it. It's just a, such a no bones. Like it's one of those things where like there's jokes in it, but what are we gonna do? Explain the jokes? Like yeah, it's cute. Um, there's a lot of really funny things that are just classic that I love, but they just yeah they don't translate well to explaining the plot of the film. Yeah, I think it's a fun. It's definitely a Christmas movie. It. Mm-hmm. it in making a Christmas movie, it hits all the notes that you need to hit. The biggest one being Christmas. the feeling oh. of Christmas. Because there are definitely Christmas movies that don't feel like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like any of the new Netflix ones. Oh, There's no God. heart to it. Some of the... Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking about bad new Christmas movies and just bad movies. 
Um, by the way, next week we're going to be off, so we're going to post our Troll 2 episode again. Oh, speaking well, of bad okay, movies. sounds good. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Oh, um, I was ready. Can you tell that we're both just itching to go to sleep? Yeah, I'm listener? falling asleep. Let's put, we can do it, uh, Dan. We can do it. Here okay, we go. quick. I'm, I'm, it's fun. It's a fun movie. I thought it was fun. It is. I, it, it, as I said before, it loses me as it goes through. I, I'm more interested in Scott as an asshole than I am as Scott being redeemed as Santa oh. Claus. I get that that's the plot of everything, but I kind of do want to see just the whole Tim Allen as a toy salesman. I guess, but I, I like it. I think it's really sweet, and I like that he's able to make another a new connection with his family. I mean, even though his his wife is remarried and stuff, like that's his family, and I like that yeah. they're able to come together and you know heal those wounds and become a family again. Oh, a functioning yeah. family um, again. They were never not a family. They just become a functioning family again, I should say. Yeah, everybody... and. Uh, Performance-wise, everybody's good. Um, Laura's character is incredibly underwritten. She has no oh, agency. She's, no, she's there because she's the kid's mom. That's it, full stop. Yeah. Um, she could, As a character, she could have died, and the movie wouldn't be missing all that much. Yeah. Um, she was good. I mean, she did with her role what she could. Yeah. Um, it's Judge just Reinhold not a very... Man. Yeah. Neither one of those yeah. characters is three-dimensional. They're very flat. Yes. Um, uh, Writing-wise, script is very by the numbers. But Plain. it's fine. It's what you want. It's for children. Yeah, it's no Space Jam, though. Mm, I mean, Dan, they that's their Mangus Opum. Or, oh, Dan, where are you? Their, their, their Mangus Opum? Magus? How do you say it? Magnum Opus? Oh, my God. <laughs> also, Anna's screaming because I guess her video cut. It did. I, I accidentally hit minimize. Um, also, that's embarrassing and also a sign that I really should be going to bed soon. Mangus Opum! <laughs> oh, please. It's been a long day. I locked myself out this morning, Dan. Remember? <laughs> Man, I love William Shakespeare's Mangus Opum. Yes. Mangus? I'm calling you Mangus from now on. Okay. A Middummer's Sight's Dream. Yep, that's the one. Just to throw letters around. Um, quick trivia before we wrap up. Okay. Very quick. I'm most ready. of the trivia is I the most interesting piece of trivia was how he had the number one. Um in November ninety four, number one movie, number one show, number one book. Um this was Tim Allen's first leading role in a movie. Really? Mm-hmm. No. Um Tim Allen Disney had a strict uh, no ex con hiring policy. Uh-huh, but they broke it for Tim Allen. They broke it. They did. Leading the way for the MCU. I knew that. Well, yeah, because Robert Downey Jr. is an ex-con. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. I didn't. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I told you about 1-800-SPANK-ME. Oh, um, Tim, please. At the end, when Scott and Charlie fly away and we see the big moon as they mm-hmm. fly, um, there's a hidden Mickey in the <gasps> moon. I didn't know that. Oh, I love yeah. Disney. 
if you watch this on Vudu, Amazon Prime, YouTube, or Google Play, 1-800-SPANK-ME is reinstated, mm. but not on Movies Anywhere, Fandango Now, iTunes, or Disney+. Plus. Well, then I was robbed of 1-800-SPANK-ME. I know. Um, Charlie's teeth are fake. He knocked out his front teeth before filming began. Oh, that's kind of cute. I know, that's really cute. Um, Tim Allen was miserable when making it because it was shot in the summer in a non-AC building. (gasps) He was in a full costume, fat suit with prosthetics and beard. That makes Uh, sense why he looks sweaty all the time in this movie. Uh, the suit rubbed his neck and caused him to develop a painful rash, and he would just start swearing around kids because he would forget that he was overheating. Do you see why it's hard for me to defend him sometimes? <laughs> uh, last one, when Scott's ending his first run as Santa, his ho-ho-ho is delivered in the form of a Tim Taylor grunt. <laughs> So cute. I, I could do some potential casting things. Um, Chevy Chase and Bill Murray were originally considered. Boo for, and Boo. They were both, okay, Bill Bill Murray's fine. I'm going to keep booing. They also considered Tom Hanks and everybody else of that ilk of the mm-hmm. 90s. But anyway. The kids question. of the 90s. Yes. Would this movie be better, worse, or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Charlie? <laughs> it would have been <laughs> so good. I would have cried for my whole life. I would have cried for five hours. Uh-huh. I think it would have been better. Full stop. I don't even think he'd be the right age. Full stop? Yeah, full stop. Um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas would have been well, 13 16, when this movie 13. came out. And he plays young. Yeah, because he's short. Yeah. They could age the character up to 10. Then it would be more realistic for the parents to be like, don't you think it's a little silly for him to still Yeah, seven's a little too young still, I think. But 10, definitely. Yeah. Um, Better, worse, or the same with George Clooney as Santa. God. Sexy Santa. Sexy Santa. Sexy Santa. If something happens to me, take off the suit. Oh, George. Cut off the suit. <laughs> mm. Rip the suit off with your teeth, George. Oh, George, please. Um, okay, scale of one to five indictments. What do you give this film? Actually, no. On a scale of one to five, Mang- Mangus Opum. No, that's worse. Three. I had fun, but it's nothing special. But I had fun. I'm with you. Two and a half. Um, As I said, it loses me as it goes on. It's just a good kids movie. That's all. It's not even like, I shouldn't even say that. It's not a good kids movie. There are some kids movies out there that you're like, this is a good film. This is just a fun movie. Speaking of George Clooney, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Great movie. I've actually never seen Um, that. Meryl Streep's in it too, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I will say the one thing that the movie could have added just throughout that would have piqued my interest a lot more mm-hmm. is if the Japanese businessman from Denny's just appeared any time that they had to walk through a building to get to another room. Oh. Like if all of them were sitting behind the desk 
At just kept rehiring station. those actors. Or all of them were in family court. Oh god, they were all the judge as a unit. Yeah. <laughs> god. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's it for the Santa Claus. Uh, we're all gonna go to sleep. We did but it. Next week, we did it. Next week, we're talking about the Santa Claus too, the Mrs. Claus. Woo! We promise we'll be more awake for that. Yes, we will. You know that the episode's running late when, even though the viewers can't see it, I've taken my fake eyelashes off, so. Yeah. That's how I know to wrap it up when you start going for the eyelashes. No, my eyelashes. Uh, They're my tell. If you want to support us, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, at and in conclusion, on Instagram, at in conclusion podcast. We have a Patreon if you want to give us money, patreon.com slash in conclusion. Mm -hmm. I'm on Twitter, at Dan O'Keefe86. And I am on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Hey, Anna! Hey, Dan! Where are you? Well, right now I'm in my living room. But. What's the address, specifically, so One, people two, can three, find four. you? Please don't. Um, my at, my address, my Twitter is <laughs> Adamus Prime. Oh, oh my god. Let me start over. My Instagram is Adamus Prime818, or my Twitter is Autobots roll out, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll and the O and roll and the O and out our zeros. I feel like not starting on you can find me on really messed up with your pacing. It and did. Like it really did. But uh, I'm, I gotta keep the listeners on their toes, Dan. Ooh. No free feet on the internet. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll be back next week. Oh God. Us too. We're going to sleep. Yeah. Stay safe. Have fun, get vaccinated. Bye-bye! Bye! Well, then let's kick it into gear and go to bed. (laughs) A Creative Land podcast.